Today is June 2nd. This is Verses in Flow. I'm Jennifer, and I'm excited to embark on another day of exploring the Bible with you. Now, in today's reading, we're going to witness some of the aftermath of David's conflict with Absalom and how he dealt with the consequences of his actions. We're also going to witness the final appearance of Jesus to his disciples after his resurrection in a really heartwarming moment and how he restored Peter and commissioned him for his mission. So grab your favorite beverage, your earbuds, your AirPods, find a comfortable spot, and let's journey together through this sacred text, 2 Samuel chapter 19, verse 11, through chapter 20, verse 13, God's Word Translation. What all Israel was saying reached the king at his house. So David sent this message to the priests, Zadok and Abiathar. Ask the leaders of Judah, why should you be the last tribe to bring the king back to his palace? You are my relatives, my own flesh and blood. Why should you be the last to bring back the king? And tell Amasa, aren't you my flesh and blood? May God strike me dead unless you are given Joab's place to serve me always as the commander of the army. All the people of Judah were in total agreement. So they sent the king this message, come back with all your servants. The king came back to the Jordan River, and the people of Judah came to Gilgal to meet the king and bring him across the Jordan River. Shimei, Gerasan from the tribe of Benjamin and the town of Bahiram, hurried down with the people of Judah to meet King David. One thousand people from Benjamin were with him, and Ziba, the servant of Saul's family, rushed to the Jordan River across from the king. Ziba brought his fifteen sons and twenty servants. They crossed the river to bring over the king's family and to do anything else the king wanted. Shimei, Gerasan, bowed down in front of the king as he was going to cross the Jordan River. He pleaded with the king, Don't remember the crime I committed the day you left Jerusalem. Don't hold it against me or even think about it, your majesty. I know I've sinned. Today I've come as the first of all the house of Joseph to meet you. But Abishai, Zeruiah's son, replied, Shouldn't Shimei be put to death for cursing the Lord's anointed king? David responded, Are you sure we're from the same family, sons of Zeruiah? You are my enemies today. Should anyone in Israel be killed today? Don't I know that I'm king of Israel again? The king promised Shimei, You won't die. And the king swore to it. Mephibosheth, Saul's grandson, went to meet the king. He had not tended to his feet, trimmed his mustache, or washed his clothes from the day the king left until he came home safely. When he came from Jerusalem to meet the king, the king asked him, Why didn't you go with me, Mephibosheth? He answered, My servant deceived me, your majesty. Since I am disabled, I said, saddle the donkey for me and I'll ride on it and go with the king. He told you lies about me, your majesty. However, you are like God's messenger. Do what you think is right. You could have killed anyone in my entire family, your majesty. Instead, you've seated me with those who eat at your table. So I no longer have the right to complain to the king. The king asked him, Why do you keep talking about it? I've said that you and Ziba should divide the land. Let him take it all, Mephibosheth told the king. It's enough for me that you've come home safely. Barzillai, the man from Gilead, came from Rogelim with the king to the Jordan River to send him on his way. 
Barzillai was an elderly man, 80 years old. Because he was a very rich man, he had provided the king with food while he was staying at Mahanaim. The king told Barzillai, Cross the river with me. I'll provide for you in Jerusalem. Barzillai replied, I don't have much longer to live. I shouldn't go with your majesty to Jerusalem. I'm 80 years old now. How can I tell what is pleasant and what is not? Can I taste what I eat or drink? Can I still hear the singing of men and women? Why should I now become a burden to you, your majesty? I'll just cross the Jordan River with you. Why should you give me such a reward? Please let me go back so that I can die in my city near the grave of my father and mother. But here is Chimham. Let him go across with you and do for him what you think is right. Chimham will go across with me, the king said. I will do for him whatever you want. Anything you wish, I'll do for you. All the troops crossed the Jordan River, and then the king crossed. The king kissed Barzillai and blessed him. Then Barzillai went back home. The king crossed the river to Gilgal, and Chimham went with him. All the troops from Judah and half of the troops from Israel brought the king across. Then all the people of Israel kept coming to the king. They asked, Why did our cousins, the people of Judah, kidnap you and bring your majesty and your family and men across the Jordan River? All the people of Judah answered the people of Israel, Because the king is our relative. Why are you angry about this? Did we eat the king's food or did he give us any gifts? The people of Israel answered the people of Judah, We have ten times your interest in the king and a greater claim on David than you have. Why then do you despise us? Weren't we the first to suggest bringing back our king? But the people of Judah spoke even more harshly than the people of Israel. Sheba's Rebellion A good-for-nothing man by the name of Sheba, Bikri's son, from the tribe of Benjamin, happened to be at Gilgal. He blew a ram's horn to announce... We have no share in David's kingdom. We won't receive an inheritance from Jesse's son. Everyone to his own tent, Israel. So all the people of Israel left David to follow Sheba, Bikri's son. But the people of Judah remained loyal to their king on his way from the Jordan River to Jerusalem. When David came to his palace in Jerusalem, he took the ten concubines he had left to look after the palace and put them in a house under guard. He provided for them, but no longer slept with them. So they lived like widows in confinement until they died. The king told Amasa, Call the people of Judah together for me, and in three days be here yourself. Amasa went to call Judah together, but he took longer to do it than David had given him. David then told Abishai, Sheba, son of Bikri, will do us more harm than Absalom. Take my men and go after him, or he will find some fortified cities and take the best ones for himself. So Joab's men, the Cherethites, Pelethites, and all the soldiers went with Abishai. They left Jerusalem to pursue Sheba, Bikri's son. When they were at the large rock in Gibeon, Amasa met them there. Joab wore a military uniform, and strapped over it at his hip was a sword in a scabbard. As he stepped forward, the sword dropped into his hand. How are you, my brother? Joab asked Amasa. He took hold of Amasa's beard with his right hand to kiss him. Amasa wasn't on his guard against the sword in Joab's left hand. 
Joab stabbed him in the stomach, and his intestines poured out on the ground. He died without being stabbed again. Then Joab and his brother Abishai pursued Sheba, son of Bigri. One of Joab's young men stood beside Amasa and said, Anyone who favors Joab and is on David's side should follow Joab. Amasa was wallowing in his blood in the middle of the road. When the man saw that all the troops stopped as they came to the body, he carried Amasa from the road to the field and threw a sheet over him. As soon as he was moved from the road, everyone followed Joab and pursued Sheba, Bikri's son. John 21 Jesus appears to his disciples again. Later, by the Sea of Tiberias, Jesus showed himself again to the disciples. This is what happened. Simon Peter, Thomas called Didymus, Nathanael from Cana in Galilee, Zebedee's sons, and two other disciples of Jesus were together. Simon Peter said to the others, I'm going fishing. They told him, we're going with you. They went out in a boat but didn't catch a thing that night. As the sun was rising, Jesus stood on the shore. The disciples didn't realize that it was Jesus. Jesus asked them, Friends, haven't you caught any fish? They answered him, No, we haven't. He told them, Throw the net out on the right side of the boat and you'll catch some. So they threw the net out and were unable to pull it in because so many fish were in it. The disciple whom Jesus loved said to Peter, It's the Lord. When Simon Peter heard that it was the Lord, he put back on the clothes that he had taken off and jumped into the sea. The other disciples came with the boat and dragged the net full of fish. They weren't far from the shore, only about 100 yards. When they went ashore, they saw a fire with a fish lying on the coals, and they saw a loaf of bread. Jesus told them, Bring some of the fish you've just caught. Simon Peter got into the boat and pulled the net ashore. Though the net was filled with 153 large fish, it was not torn. Jesus told them, Come, have breakfast. None of the disciples dared to ask him who he was. They knew he was the Lord. Jesus took the bread, gave it to them, and did the same with the fish. This was the third time that Jesus showed himself to the disciples after he had come back to life. Jesus speaks with Peter. After they had eaten breakfast, Jesus asked Simon Peter, Simon, son of John, do you love me more than the other disciples do? Peter answered him, Yes, Lord, you know that I love you. Jesus told him, Feed my lambs. Jesus asked him again a second time, Simon, son of John, do you love me? Peter answered him, Yes, Lord, you know that I love you. Jesus told him, Take care of my sheep. Jesus asked him a third time, Simon, son of John, do you love me? Peter felt sad because Jesus had asked him a third time, Do you love me? So Peter said to him, Lord, you know everything. You know that I love you. Jesus told him, Feed my sheep. I can guarantee this truth. When you were young, you would get ready to go where you wanted. But when you're old, you will stretch out your hands and someone else will get you ready to take you where you don't want to go. Jesus said this to show by what kind of death Peter would bring glory to God. After saying this, Jesus told Peter, follow me. 
Peter turned around and saw the disciple whom Jesus loved. That disciple was following them. He was the one who leaned against Jesus' chest at the supper and asked, Lord, who is going to betray you? When Peter saw him, he asked Jesus, Lord, what about him? Jesus said to Peter, If I want him to live until I come again, how does that concern you? Follow me. So a rumor that that disciple wouldn't die spread among Jesus' followers. But Jesus didn't say that he wouldn't die. What Jesus said was, If I want him to live until I come again, how does that concern you? This disciple was an eyewitness of these things and wrote them down. We know that what he says is true. Jesus also did many other things. If every one of them were written down, I suppose the world wouldn't have enough room for the books that would be written. Psalm 120, a song for going up to worship. When I was in trouble, I cried out to the Lord and he answered me. O oh Lord, rescue me from lying lips and from a deceitful tongue. You deceitful tongue, what can the Lord give you? What more can he do for you? He will give you a warrior's sharpened arrows and red-hot coals. How horrible it is to live as a foreigner in Meshach, or to stay in the tents of Kedar. I have lived too long with those who hate peace. I am for peace, but when I talk about it, they only talk about war. Proverbs chapter 16, verses 16 and 17. How much better it is to gain wisdom than gold, and the gaining of understanding should be chosen over silver. The highway of decent people turns away from evil. Whoever watches his way preserves his own life. Let us pray. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, we come to you with open hearts, thankful, just Filled with gratitude for the wisdom and guidance you provide us through your word each day. Lord, we are humbled by your unwavering love and the depths of your care for us as we navigate the complexities of life. Help us to always keep you at the center of our thoughts, our decisions, and our actions. Lord, we ask that you would continue to mold us into the people that you have called and created us to be. Teach us to be compassionate, understanding, empathetic, and forgiving towards others. Just as you have been gracious and merciful to us, grant us the courage to stand up for what is right and to be beacons of light in a world that so desperately needs to see you. Lord, in moments of doubt or fear, remind us of your constant presence and the promise that you will never leave us nor forsake us. Strengthen our faith and instill in us a spirit of perseverance to face any challenges that come our way, knowing that with you by our side, Lord, we can overcome anything. God, we also lift up those who are hurting today and are in need of your your healing touch, comfort those who are grieving, bring hope to those who are struggling, and provide relief to those who are suffering, Lord. May they feel your love and peace in their hearts and know that they are never alone. Lord, give them a tangible message, a, a tangible expression today of your touch. Lord, we ask all of these things in your holy name, trusting and knowing that you are faithful to hear and answer our prayers according to your will. May we continue to walk with you each day, growing in our relationship with you and always seeking to honor and glorify you in all that we do. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 
and our affirmation for today. Today, I make room for myself and I honor myself and whatever I need. Today, I make room for myself and I honor myself and whatever I need. And our aphorism, self-love rightly defined is far from being a fault. A man who loves himself right will do everything else right. That is all I have for you today. Thank you so much for being on this incredible adventure with me. Remember that you are not alone in this journey of life. You have a God who loves you. You have Jesus who saved you. You have the Spirit who guides you and a community of faith who supports you. You have a purpose and a destiny that God has prepared for you. You have a hope and a future that God has promised you. So go forth with confidence, with courage, knowing that God is with you always. Go forth with humility and compassion, knowing that God is working through you always. Go forth with joy and peace, knowing that God is blessing you always. You belong here, and we belong together on this journey. Happy Friday. I love you. And if God says the same, I'll be right here tomorrow waiting for you.